And because we've been working so much, the shaman said, you know, in this second three days, uh, we have enough help also from the island, from Ibiza. Uh, you can participate. This was a ceremony that we'll never forget. There was a second round and I thought, yeah, I'm in such a happy space. You know what? I take a second dose and let's see what, uh, what ayahuasca has for me. And I was only raising, raising, raising my frequencies until... Welcome to the House of Oneness podcast, where we dig deep into the world of plant medicine to help you in your spiritual and personal growth. Our host of this podcast has traveled the world to learn from different shamans, maestros, and other spiritual leaders. She has many years of experience with plant medicine ceremonies. Here is your host, Maria Joanna. Welcome to this new podcast and in this podcast I like to talk about a very serious subject. It's about healing trauma from sexual abuse. Mostly this is in childhood and we tend to forget this because yeah, it's so emotional and I have seen many times that this comes up on a later age. So if you don't know me, my name is Maria Joanna and I'm guiding ceremonies with um, Shokobliss and I've been guiding a lot of ceremonies with ayahuasca. I've been organizing this. Shokobliss is my own plant medicine and this contains the spirit of mother ayahuasca but not the DMT. And yeah, it's a beautiful way of healing yourself on a deeper level. So if you have been through sexual abuse, this is such a heavy topic. This can affect your love life, your sexual life. And many times when it's in childhood, you s they say that it's 90% that it's a family member. It's hard to adapt that this is really true. And in this podcast, I'm going to take you into my own experience, into a story in the past that happened. And with this story, I like to, um, yeah, to help you to get insights on what plant medicine can do for you. But also, if you hesitate... Did it really happen? Because of my experience with guiding ceremonies, I see that it happens more often that people go into ceremony, they forget about their childhood trauma, and then suddenly in ceremony, the old memories, they open up and then they think like, did this really happen? Or is this from past lives or from family lines that I carry this trauma or this theme and that I'm the one in the family who has to work this theme out. When you did experience the sexual abusement or it can also be other type of abuse by your family members, can be violence, can be like an unsafe childhood. Yeah, it shapes your future and you can very much be ashamed because you want to protect your family members and you don't want to damage them. You don't like to talk about it. One thing is because it hurts and the other thing is you don't want to damage people who are actually, uh, yeah, who did it to you. Of course, it's not nice to be living in the victim role and it's up to ourselves to take the responsibility over our traumas and heal this when we are grown-ups. And I like to take you back in time to a story where I've been in ceremony myself and where this subject came to my server. The story starts very light and with positive vibes. So a few years ago, I was organizing ayahuasca ceremonies together with the shaman on Ibiza. 
So my role was the organizer to give people a good feeling. Um, I was filling up the retreats. And in this retreats that I'm talking about, I'm, I was also participating one night. And that's where the story happens. But before, I was, um, I was back in Amsterdam. And that day that I was flying to Ibiza, I was planning to go to the cinema with a friend and we were going to the movie and it's called 222. And this movie is all about synchronicities in your life, that everything is already written, that the planets they and the zodiac, they affect our lives. And also in this story, I saw there's a lot of synchronicities. It started that day that, okay, we want to go to the cinema. And I thought, oh, I'm packing. And because I'm the organizing of this ayahuasca retreat, I need to be really sharp. Like, did I take everything? Like forms, for example. And I need to have a really clear head and focus. Because, I, yeah, when you organize ayahuasca ceremonies, it's a huge responsibility. You feel that people who go into the ceremonies, they are vulnerable. You want to give them a safe space and then when you have your things in order, it gives trust and it's very, very important. When I organize ayahuasca ceremonies and also chocolate ceremonies, even details like my house has to be really tight, everything has to be in order, in place. And yeah, a lot of details are very important to me. And also this time, so I called my friend and she's also called Maria. I said, Maria... I know we were planning to go this, to this cinema, but it doesn't feel right. I want to focus on this retreat and I don't want to rush. I want to take all the time to pack my stuff. And I said, but actually, what are you doing today? And she said, I don't know. I said, but in these coming days, are you off? She said, yes. I said, why don't you come with me to the retreats with the ayahuasca? Because she has been guiding a lot of ceremonies with me. Why don't you go with me as an assistant and um, yeah, I can use an extra help. She said, okay, well, yeah, I have time. I said, okay, I will book a ticket for you. And this ticket was exactly 444 euros. I thought, oh, we are in the double numbers. And yeah, it was, I think it was just for her. Yeah, a very short time to pack. She packed, I packed, we spoke uh, about the time to be on the Schiphol airport to go to Ibiza. We were both late, both like 45, let's say for the story, 44 minutes, we were late. And so crazy, so we arrived at the same time and there was another person who also arrived at the same time and he was a friend of mine. And he was thinking, like, hmm, maybe it's time for an ayahuasca ceremony for me, but I'm not going to put an effort in it. It's just when it comes towards me, I will do an ayahuasca ceremony. And many people think like that, okay, the plant is calling me. So if there's these synchronicities, if this coincidence comes to my path, then it's the time to do ayahuasca or also chocobliss. When you hear a lot of people talking about chocobliss, then suddenly you feel, hey, now this is no coincidence anymore. Let's go into ceremony and let's see what the plant wants to show me, what healing work I'm allowed to do, because then it's your time. I can say this because I've been organizing so many retreats and many times when people ask me, what do you do in your life? I said, oh, I work with plant medicines. People don't even hear it. And other times people are like, what? Tell me more, tell me more. So that's the sign that you are being called because you're curious, 
uh, curious about these plant medicines. So this time we arrived at Schiphol Airport and then we saw my friend. It's like, what? <laughs> Crazy. Uh, so funny to see you again because this is a friend that I always see showing up in crazy situations like uh, we have been on the same airplane several times we met actually on the same airplane and then after that airplane we saw each other in Amsterdam we saw each other in a lunch room we saw each other like sometimes certain people belong in your life and he is definitely one of them and He's a very happy person. So we were like laughing. How is this possible? Again, we're, we see each other and out of the blue. And then he said, but where are you going? I said, yeah, Ibiza. He said, yeah, me too. I said, uh, what flight? This flight. Oh, me too. And he said, what is your seat number? I said, oh, I'm on 2F. He said, no, I said, I'm on 3F. He said, uh-uh, you're not on 3F. I said, yes, I am on 3F because I booked my friend on the same row. I booked it. Today, so I'm sure, I thought I was sure that I was on the, on the chair 3F. Then it turned out he was on 3F. So that's why he said, uh-uh, not, not true. I thought, oh, crazy. I booked my friend, not next to me, but next to you then. And I'm not so good in, not always so good in these details. That's why I always have an assistant who does my email, who does the details, who does my planning. So that's why I, I am in the end always organized. So in this case, I was on another chair. I checked my ticket. I said, oh, I'm on 2F. And he was joking. I've got your back, baby. I'm your travel angel and I've got your back and uh, making jokes of that. And then, um, yeah, later in the story, it turns out he really got my back. But here it was just a joke. And also when we were flying, there was some turbulence. So the airplane was shaking and shaking. And he also said, hey, I've got your back, baby. I've got your back because he was sitting behind me. And we were laughing and positive vibes. We arrived at Ibiza. First, we were just in peace, preparing ourselves for the retreats, relaxing, and then the days came that the retreats were happening. We had separate retreats, so it was, I think it was three days, we had time off, another three days. Very intense. And because we've been working so much, the shaman said, you know, in this second three days, uh, we have enough help also from the island, from Ibiza. Uh, you can participate because you work also so hard. And if you want, you can be laying on the mattress, going inside, not taking care of other people. So there was a presence from the shaman, which we did. And that ceremony, my friend also participated in the ceremony. He said, oh, um, I've got your back, so I want to be next to you. And it was all so nice. I said, of course, come next to me. And this was a ceremony that we'll never forget. Of course, I'm talking about a certain topic. And yeah, when the ceremony started, I was all happy because there were more people that I really liked who were in ceremony that I kind of knew, that I knew from social media, that I knew from the past, that I knew because they were following me a longer time. And also to do this in Ibiza, it was special. The location was also so beautiful. It was near San Miguel and we were looking over a valley. Like actually what I'm seeing now, it's 
kind of the Ibiza view. So there was on the top of the hill, there was the location. Then you had a beautiful valley, you saw the sea. And also after ceremony to look at the stars and to have this view, it's like, wow, fantastic. So when we were there, the ceremony room was full. We were all ready. We had the spots next to the shaman. So you had the shaman, then there was me, then there was him, and then there were some other kind of friends of mine. It was a beautiful, trustworthy um, atmosphere. The ceremony started, we drank ayahuasca, and we were in a very positive space. When you are doing, when you are doing an ayahuasca ceremony, you don't speak. But of course, the shaman knew we were friends, and then we had the feeling like we want to speak a little bit. So he said, like, go out of the ceremony, no talking in ceremony space. Of course, I understand. So we went outside to this valley where you saw these beautiful stars, where you see the beautiful nature. The wind was slowly touching our skin. And we were in a happy spot both. Like, how? what is it doing for you? Because it was his first ceremony. He did another type of ceremony with a 5-Mio DMT, but not ayahuasca. And he said, yeah, I'm, I'm only in a good spot. And I see you as if you are a goddess and uh, the shaman is a god and we are in Egypt. I see you as priests and... Yeah, it's really beautiful and only good. I said, yeah, I'm also only in a good spot, but I said, I have no clue what I, what else should happen. I'm so satisfied. Everything is content and yeah, like it's not really showing me so much or teaching me so much or it seems like I have no healing work to do. It's just only positive. And he said, yeah, for me the same. And then we went back into the ceremony room. There was a second round and I thought, yeah, I'm in such a happy space. You know what? I take a second dose and let's see what, uh, what ayahuasca has for me. And sometimes the plants first build trust and beautiful vibes and you, they raise your frequency just that you are in a safe space in order to do the real work. This is what was happening. So I took the second shot and my friend next to me too. And it was first only positive, only positive. But I thought, wow, it's getting really heavy. I'm losing control. And I think that's good because then, you know, the work will start. But I was expecting, now I was no, not expecting anything. And the last thing I was expecting is what happened. So going inside and I knew that I was raising my frequency. And before that, the day, um, we had a talk, a participant and me, and she said, sometimes I'm so afraid to raise my frequency, also doing ceremony, I'm so afraid, I'm so afraid. I said, why would you be afraid of raising your frequencies? It's like beautiful because you come into an alternative state that you have more wisdom, you are more of who you really are, you come to a greater potential, you have more insight, you have more clarity, more understanding. Why would you be afraid of that? And then exactly that what was happening to me. I saw like I'm raising my frequency so much and I'm letting go of the reality so much that I'm actually a bit afraid. So what I did, which is actually against the rules, I was grabbing the hand of my friend. I ho was holding his hand secretly. like, And by holding his hand, I was like, wow. He... I 
could understand his mind. So this is also why you should not interfere in ceremonies with other people and not touch other people because you can read other people. It can interfere. Sometimes this person becomes so dominant in your ceremony. But <laughs> I broke some rules in this ceremony. And sometimes the shamans allow it. Sometimes the shamans don't allow it. And when you go to Peru, they will definitely not allow this. But in this case, yes. So I was holding his hand. And it was as if he was purifying my worries and all my worries went away. And he's also a very positive person. It seems like he never, he's never in worries. He's always in a good vibe. He is always smiling, always having energy. This is how he looks. But in this ceremony, this was also what he was representing. So if I was afraid of going in a higher alternative state, if I was afraid of going to a higher frequency, he just washed away my worries. As if it was like a virus scanner, like to go out with negativity. And I was only raising, raising, raising my frequencies. Until. Until it was so high that I thought, oh my God, I almost want to escape this. This is so intense. So what I did, and this is also something that people do when they want to escape. I just went to the toilet and in ceremony, whether it's Chocobliss, whether it's Ayahuasca, um, going to the toilet can be a whole journey. And in this case, going to the toilet was a whole journey. And this location is so familiar to me. And on this, on this toilet, there's always a paper where it says gracias. So in Spanish, thank you. And I was in the toilet in a, such a high frequency. And then there was gracias. And I thought, oh, gracias. And like, thank you. And I came in a state of gratitude. Gratitude. And gratitude is also a very high vibration. And I was, I was emotional. I was so grateful. So I came to the ceremony room. And when I came in, there was the altar in the middle of the ceremony with beautiful candles and flowers. And there was a woman sitting in the circle in the, yeah, in the center, in the middle. And I thought, what a beautiful woman is this? Wow. As if I saw her soul. And I thought, I just want to sit next to her. Because energetically, she feels so beautiful. So I just sit, sat there in peace, in gratitude. And then suddenly I thought, whoa. And now something is happening. I don't know what it is, but I have to go back to my mattress as fast as possible. I went back to my mattress. I immediately grabbed the hand of my friend and I thought, wow, this is where I went into the past. And I went to do a story of sexual abuse. It was so clear. It was so like as if I finally understood my whole life. And this is what happening many times. You go through the story again, you go back to the past and for me, it was so healing because now I went back to the pain of it. But now I had someone who was holding me. I had support and I was not alone. And I could, because of <laughs> holding his hand, the shame was gone. The story became more light and I just went through it. I was crying and crying and crying because it was painful. Because I think those things if it happens it's yeah it hurts also on the soul level and also in order to heal this you can do it mentally you can do therapy but with a plant medicine you go deeper and that's why it's so powerful
I went through the story and I saw the whole story playing in my inner world. I saw myself as a child. I saw what I saw. I felt what I felt. And it was so confronting because I was questioning myself, did this happen to me? And this is because I've been also coaching people who have been through sexual abuse or other type of abuse. And I thought, I recognize myself in their story. Did it happen to me or something? Now it seems like everything felt into place as if, yeah, as I said before, I could understand my whole life. And it went on. So I went through the pain and then I went to the toilet again, maybe also to escape or maybe I just had to go, I don't remember. When I went back into the ceremony room, there was another woman and she called, Maria, Maria. I was like, where is my name coming from? And then I saw a very sweet woman who transformed into my mother. This is quite common in ceremony rooms that a person can transform into your mother, your father, someone who passed away, your brother, your sister, a friend. So people transform into another person in order to help you heal. And in this case, she became my mother. So when it happened, if it happened, because I'm still sometimes not sure, um, I was three years old, two years old. When I say this, I even think like, this is, is this really true? Uh, I went back to the time and I don't know exactly what happened, but at that point in the ceremony, she became my mom. And I went back into a trauma that my mom lost a child. And this is, um, I don't know how you call this in English, but it was already dying in the stomach. But it was quite far, like, for example, four months. I don't know how many months, but something like that. And, yeah, the baby was growing out of the womb. That's what was happening. That's why the baby died. And I remember that when I was this age, I was in a lot of pain of losing my brother. Because when you are a child, you are very sensitive. You have more connection with the spirits. And I was so young, so I was very open. I could feel... Oh, my brother is not coming to earth. In the ceremony, I experienced this. And I also experienced the pain of my mom losing her child. So what happened is that I went to her and I was lying in her arms to heal her pain and to my, heal my pain. And I was going through this pain and crying and crying and also healing the pain of the sexual abuse. And... By crying my tears, I could also heal the pain from my mom. Because this is a magic in the ceremonies. You can heal your own pain, but also for your sisters, for your brothers, for your father, for your mother. For family lines before you. And I cried the tears and suddenly it seems like I became a swan. I grew and I grew like the ugly duckling, and then I became a beautiful woman. And I had so much strength and I was like, wow, I felt like a swan with beautiful wings growing up as a strong, self-confident lady. I thought, okay, now I'm ready to go into the world and to kind of find my man and I'm healed from this trauma from the past. What happened in my childhood, I leave it behind. I just like I move my wings and I shake it off and I go into the future. And that was my ceremony, which was so beautiful, emotional, and also confusing because I was really questioning, did it really happen? And this can also be your story. 
Did it really happen or not? I would say I'm still not sure until today because afterwards I asked my parents, I had conversations. It was very hard for me to talk about this because I didn't want to put any family member into this place of being the, um, yeah, the person who did this. So, and I cannot talk with this person again in like, he's not alive anymore. So I'm not hundred percent sure, but it's this ceremony affected me so much because then I start to work on this theme also afterwards it came back in other ceremonies i cried over again and again so healing this childhood traumas it takes time it's not always that it's gone in one ceremony but it can help you so much because in my case i also saw the potential of being this strong woman with all this self-esteem and confidence and ready to go into this world it was so beautiful and i want to talk also a bit some about uh, what happened after and this is the magic when you do a ceremony in a group and not by yourself at home. Then I'm mainly talking about Shokobliss also because it's so similar. The next day we were talking again at this beautiful place, uh, looking over the valley and the sea. And I was there with my friend who was holding uh, that I was holding his hand. And I said, wow you helped me so much he said did i help you i said yes you helped me so so much and he didn't he didn't realize how much he helped me by just being there and that i could hold his hand but of course we also spoke afterwards already in that night so we were talking and talking what happened and like wow this has been so intense and then Another lady came who helped me by being my mother. And she said also, wow, what a ceremony. I felt your pain so much. Oh my gosh. And then another lady came. There was the lady who was sitting in the ceremony room in the center that I was sitting next to her. She also came. She said, wow, I felt your pain. What a ceremony. And um, yeah, I would like to talk about this because for me, it was so emotional to feel your story. And I want to know if this is true, what I saw. We started speaking and we started crying because we all felt so connected. And then uh, we, we went back to the beginning and my friend said, yeah, it's so crazy. We were sitting in the same airplane and um, Maria was at uh, chair number 2F. I was sitting on 3F and how funny this was. And he said, yeah, it's really true. I've got her back. And then the other lady said... I was at 4F in the airplane. And then the other woman said, I almost don't dare to tell, but I was at 5F in the airplane. So it was like such a crazy coincidence, me being in the airplane on 2F, my friend on 3F, the other ladies on other airplanes, but 3F and uh, 4F and 5F. And that you can see that you're not alone and that this is a, representation that also in the spiritual world there are guides they there are helpers who got your back so when you are thinking about doing a plant medicine ceremony i want you to know that you're not alone and even when there's not physical people in the ceremony there will be spirits who are guiding you when it's the first time that you step into a ayahuasca ceremony or shokobli ceremony 
I want you to realize that this is the physical world and here you can have help, but it's also in the spiritual world. And the spirits who have been here on earth can show up also in your ceremony. So if you are thinking about healing childhood trauma, know that you're not alone. But I also want you to, to be aware that you don't always get what you want, you get what you need. So to me, I was wondering for a long time, did this happen to me or not? Because it seems like I have the patterns of someone who has been through it, this. And it never showed up in my ceremonies for many, many ceremonies because I've been doing so many uh, because this is my path. And suddenly it showed up and it made so much clarity, peace, and at the same time also questions because until today I still hesitate if it happens but I'm sure that this is a theme that I'm working on and now a few years later I mean uh, sometimes it still comes up that I think about this or that I wonder um, but doing this inner work can help you so, so much. So also from the perspective of being a guide, I've been having so many participants that this subject showed up. Also participants that I are not sure, like me, did it really happen? Yes or no. But then still it's a theme that they had to work on. It's very emotional. And if you feel like you want to work on this subject I highly recommend you to do this under professional guidance so also when you are interested in Shoko Bliss which is my own plant medicine ceremony I will put a link uh, down below this video do this under professional guidance and I cannot guarantee that this subject will show up because it shows up when it's time but it can help when you put this attention out like I want to heal this childhood trauma I want to work on this and it can also help when you do a ceremony and that you also have a coach afterwards. But I think when you want to heal this subject, yes, the plant medicine, they, they do an amazing job because it goes deeper than talking, it goes deeper than your human uh, memories. It can change your perspective. You can get understanding why it happened or that you pick this topic as a soul. But the thing that we all need to work on, especially with this topic, is to love ourselves. This is where you have control. So when you've been through this, like work on self-love, um, go deeper into sexuality. Like I really love Tao teaching, for example. This has a lot of wisdom about sexuality. Uh, I like that more than Tantra, but Tantra can also be a direction that can help you to heal this childhood trauma. But to me, sometimes I also feel unsafe in these teachings. And... Um, yeah, there's so much more to discover in this subject and I think it's a very important subject actually for everyone to develop themselves in the subject, to learn more about this subject because, yeah, it's a very important topic for everyone, for our love lives, for our personal lives. So uh, I want to support you with this video to, yeah, if you feel called by the plant medicines to heal this childhood trauma or if you feel you're hesitating about this, follow your intuition follow your feelings and and yeah if you have the calling from the plants you better listen cooking the medicine is a ritual by itself and now i'm gonna talk about the recipe of the ayahuasca and cook ayahuasca with different plants 
But certain plants, there's actually just one plant, one plant who's carrying the spirit of Mother Ayahuasca. Or I thought the plants together, so the DMT and the Mayo inhabitor, because Ayahuasca contains about DMT and the Mayo inhabitor, that's a holy merit. You cook this for a long, long time, which I will tell later. Um, that's the holy merit, and then you have the Ayahuasca, I thought. But no, if you want to learn, we have to go to Brazil. Journey really made a huge impact. If you like, if you realize that I have the initiation, we did our combo, we were clean and we were ready to help in the fight you to make the medicine. And again, he can give me the recipe, but still it's your own journey if it works out or not. That was the first time I cooked my own medicine. And yes, I used the kapi and the chikuna. Thanks for listening. Check out our website, houseofoneness.com, for more information about plant medicine, microdosing, and ceremonies. Or find Maria Joanna at Instagram. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep following that inner voice.